Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lisa Smazarski, Editor-in-Chief of Stylist. And I'm Alex Walker, Editor-at-Large. And together, we are your brand new work wives. Consider us the background noise to your PowerPoint presentation. The support you might need to get through a working day. Or the distraction. Yep, definitely that. Welcome to Working From Home with Stylist. Coming up in today's episode, we've got some advice from how to improve our sleep whilst working from home with sleep expert and all-round brilliant woman, Dr. Narina Ramlikan. Entrepreneur and motivational speaker, Bianca Miller, has her recommendations for the best e-learning courses to take from home. We'll be talking work friendships and why they're so important to us right now. And TV presenter and radio host, Laura Whitmore, on why being creative is getting her through lockdown. Like most people, um, we've spent the last month talking a heck of a lot about sleep. Oh, so boring, aren't we? Sleep, sleep, <laughs> sleep energy, weather, sleep. and sourdough. Um, <laughs> and I think we've we've all seemed to have gone through quite distinct phases when it comes to sleep. Mm. Right now, I think I am going through a poor quality sleep, uh, a oh, sleep that yeah. make, leaves me when I wake up feeling like I never even went to sleep. Oh, the worst type of sleep, I think. (laughs) I am going to bed really late. That's my big problem right now. So all of my sleep patterns have shifted, which means that if I try on a Sunday night to go to bed at a decent time because I'm working the next day, I simply cannot sleep. And I've got the Sunday night demons really playing over my head. And I think it doesn't help actually that... I sleep where I work because my new Ooh. office <laughs> is in my <laughs> so bedroom. Rocky mistake. I uh, know, but there, there's no simply nowhere else for me to set up. So I am going to bed and I'm sort of looking around my room thinking, oh, you know, in uh, seven hours, I'll be up and working in here. And it's just creating a very, you know, not very restful environment, I suppose. It's true. I literally feel like I get out of bed and walk really slovenly towards my (laughs) desk. And I think, you know, I have gone through periods of working from home before, but there's always been a little bit of an interjection. So, you know, even if it was just dropping the kids off on the way, you know, that gave me a little bit of separation between work and home, um, which just doesn't exist now. The other thing I, I really feel like is plaguing my sleep is just how much time I am spending looking at a screen. You know the rules. You know the rules. I know the rules. I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rules don't apply to me when it comes to my phone. But I, I, um, I got back from a very long walk today and it was pleasant. However, I did find that I spent large sections of it looking at my phone and my, my finger just goes to my email because now... Oh, yeah 
every, my, our entire days are looking at screens. We're doing our meetings via Zoom, you know, chats that we would normally have had while we were making a cup of coffee are done via Slack. So I think I can really tell that the amount of screen time I've, I'm having is affecting the quality of my sleep. It's interesting when you talk about that, everything that we would have done in real life or in person, which would have been our screen break, is now on a screen. And actually, I don't know if anyone dared to look at their screen time usage, but I've got that setting where it flashes up at me and it's quite horrifying that you know you find that the majority of your day is actually on a screen at the moment so yeah that's definitely going to be messing with sleep and actually I noticed very early in lockdown I think it was week two or week three that the hashtag can't sleep kept trending on Twitter and that sort of maintained its sort of hero status so it's obviously something plaguing lots of people yeah of course it makes sense and I think even when we're not facing a pandemic we know how much sleep is an issue mm. especially for the stylist or audience busy career women mm. they talk all the time about how little sleep they get and how much it impacts their life because of that we decided it was really worth getting some expert advice on how to improve your sleep during this time i spoke to dr narina ramlikan she's a sleep expert who's worked with stylists lots in the past and she is just brilliant she is genuinely brilliant at her job so i spoke to her earlier this week to get her to share with us her tips and tricks for a good night's sleep hi narina i'd love to start by you talking a little bit about what you think the impact of the pandemic has been on our sleep i think it's two things alex it's it's the impact on sleep but it's the impact on our energy levels and health in general so I think it's really highlighted the thing that I've been saying for years, which is not just about what happens when you put your head on the pillow at night. It's what we're doing in our waking hours. And I think for for so many of us, you know, the, the, the demands at the moment, you know, especially if we've got children and we're homeschooling, we're not able to reach out and engage with other people in the way that we normally did. So we're not nourishing ourselves on all those other levels. I think our energy is being drained out of us. And I think there's also the still the collective feeling of uncertainty. We don't know what new normal is going to look like. So it's not just what happens at night. I mean, sleep can only go so far to repairing the efforts of the day, the intensity of the day. We've also got to look at our daily practices and our daily habits as well. So one of the things that strikes me, and I'm hearing a lot from my colleagues, is that we're now sleeping in the same place that we're working and then there being no work-life divide anymore is really impacting their quality of sleep. Yeah, I think it's all merged into one. We're sitting there trying to switch off and watch something on Netflix and we're very aware that the office is just there as well. Shouldn't we be checking that email? And our devices don't help because, you know, for many people, their mobile phone, their laptop will be social as well as work related. They're common sense boundaries, but we all need to be reminded, myself included. I would say to people as much as possible, do not work in your bedroom. Actually, get your electronic equipment out of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Get an old fashioned alarm clock in there. Don't look at it during the night. But, you know, try and keep your bedroom free of any reminders of work or anything that's going to activate your nervous system and send you into hyper alert. When you're watching TV, watch it in a separate space to your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Try and create these physical separations. If you are living and working in a bedroom, and I have got clients who are doing that, actually, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, even if you were to just sort of power everything down at the end of the day and put a cloth over 
your laptop or something. Mm-hmm. So that, and your phone, we know if it's switched off and charging, not switched on and charging, but switched off. Mm. I know that's something that everybody will relate to. I mean, I definitely am guilty of waking up in the middle of the night and my hand just reaches for, for my phone. If, if you are somebody who wakes in the middle of the night and your brain starts whirring, what should you do? Instead of reaching to your phone, how should you handle that? First thing, don't worry about waking up. Know that it's normal. You know, at the moment, if you're measuring your sleep, stop measuring your sleep. Stop using your phone or um, some wearable device to track your sleep. It's not helpful if it's telling you you're waking up several times a night. So we are going to be waking. We do anyway. That's normal. Don't check the time. That brings you into full consciousness. It's harder to then climb back down into your sleep. I'm going to give a series of little tools. So one of them, these are all based on polyvagal theory or the neuroscience of creating safety in the neuro, in the nervous system. Mm -hmm. One exercise is to do something called an occipital release. Mm -hmm. So you get your hands and you you might want to try it with me. You put them at the back of your head, just where you start to meet that bony, that bone. If you move up from the vertebrae up into the softness of the back of the skull, that soft bit and a little like a little pool of softness there. Then you go up and then you hit the occipital bone. So you put your fingers, both hands on either side of that, gently massage. So what I'm doing behind is gently almost pulling apart, pulling apart that area. Now, while I'm doing this, I'm going to look to my left. And now I've taken a deep breath. So looking to my left is making me self-regulate and activate my vagus nerve, which is the bit that switches on sleep. So it's forcing me to self-regulate, to take a deep breath. Now I'm going to look to my right and I'm breathing again. So that's a really simple exercise for the occipital release. The other thing you could do is a bit of self-regulation, it's called. Feel your feet. So if you need to get up and go to the loo, go to the loo. When you come back, even feel your feet on the ground, wriggle your toes, feel them. Put your hand on your body. So you want to bring your attention back into the body, from the mind back into the body again. Another one is a a form of, um, it's called havening. And this is a technique that's used with trauma victims, war veterans. So where you take your right hand, put it over your left arm, your left hand over your right arm, and you rub up and down and you almost hugging yourself and this is so lovely for because so many of us can't hug at the moment it makes the brain work in a particular way which soothes the nervous system and you can even use silently an affirmation like i am safe i am safe in my body i am safe to sleep trying to take yourself out of sympathetic nervous system which is fight or flight and trauma and hoarding and worry that we're all going to die into the parasympathetic which, which is rest repair recovery sleep and just these simple exercises can really help I love that the advice here is basically I've got to put my workspace to bed every night, tuck it in under a blanket. (laughs) I don't know if I can sleep genuinely with like some weird amorphous dark object in the room. (laughs) I'm the type of person who can't sleep if a cupboard door is open. So the idea that there might be like hiding some mess or something might freak me out. But I'm going to try it because I trust Dr. Narina. She's a smart woman and I've used some of her breathing techniques before and they genuinely do work. So I'm definitely going to try that do. You can find more advice on sleep and on Dr. Narina on stylist.co.uk. You can also read her brilliant book, The Little Book of Sleep, or take one of her e-learning sessions at drnarinawebinars.com.
So last week, we spent a bit of time talking about how to take control of our careers during this phase of working from home. And one of the topics that we were really struck by was e-learning, taking courses. We were. I've always loved the idea, actually, of taking e-courses, but as with most things in life, I've had no time. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my husband is a chiropractor and hasn't, of course, been able to work during this period, and he's taken two e-courses, and he's really treated them like work. He knows how valuable they'll be to his CV when we we come out of lockdown, Mm. and it's made me think, actually, they're not the kind of frivolous, you know extracurricular activity they're actually something that's really important to further in our career making sure that we're as stable and as appealing I guess to employers when we come out of this period Mm. if I'm honest I'm very lucky I love my job so it's not necessarily that I'm looking for courses that might further my career in that way what I'm really looking for is courses that are just nice things to do nice ways to learn new skills Mm. and I came across one which sounds brilliant called Masterclass it's basically the TED Talks of learning think Judy Bloom teaching creative writing it's got Martin Scorsese teaching uh, film courses and Serena Williams teaching tennis I'm not sure that there's enough lessons in the world uh, for anyone to, to quite compete with her and it's 14 pounds uh, wow it's so good isn't it a month for everything which I feel like especially if you're not invested enough to take on a huge mm. course you know it's much just more of a bite-sized dip in and out interesting things uh, so that's that's probably probably where my head is at in terms of e-courses oh god that sounds incredible actually I've seen those advertised on Instagram but now I feel compelled to have a proper route around I've noticed lots of people actually are using this time to explore their creative side as well so our fashion director has been sharing on her Instagram some of the things that she's been doing she has been doing a beginner's watercolor class with a company called Art Splash London I know it's incredible and I think it's really interesting watching someone she's very talented but watching someone they're not using traditional watercolors they're using like food items that you might have in your kitchen I'm sure like coffee and things like that to paint with Another friend of mine who was on furlough, and I thought this was a really interesting and inspiring thing to do, went on to the Open University and she discovered that they have tons of free classes that you can do. And she decided for a week to study immunology because she wanted to understand the headlines a bit more and to understand what that does really mean to us as people. And I thought, God, that's really smart, actually, to just use this time to translate our world that we're living in. So I had a little look in their free learn database and you can honestly study anything and everything. And I was like, this might just take over the whole of my life going forwards because you could do addiction and aging was one of the courses. You can do things on the French Revolution, on certain authors or people in history, languages, you know, beginners, intermediate level French and German. There is just so much you want to do, like a big psychology section. But I just thought that was incredible. It is. It's a little bit overwhelming. It is overwhelming, yeah. When I was trying to research this, I was like, how, how, where do we start? So I have asked Bianca Miller-Cole, who is an entrepreneur, author, business mentor, and former star of The Apprentice, but most importantly, an e-learning course mentor. And she's going to share her advice for learning from home. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Bianca. How are you? 
I'm feeling really great. The sun's out and it's a new day. So really good. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We are talking all things e-learning today. Um, and we wanted to really get some advice from you about the best courses to do and how to find the right things and navigate that whole area. Why do you think it is a good time to do a course at the moment? I think it's a perfect time to do a course because I think we're most, in the most part, we're at home. So it's a fantastic opportunity to kind of embrace the opportunity to learn something new. I think that most people are kind of stepping back, looking at gaps in their skill set and thinking, how can I be in a better position when business picks back up? And for some, I think it's about self-preservation. So there's some people learning random new skills, mm. you know, baking, doing their nails, cutting their hair, whatever. Yeah, life there skills. Also, <laughs> life skills, right, yeah. that we all need now. But also um, adding value to their organisation or to their business. So just brushing up on new skills to be more confident and more motivated when things get back to quote-unquote normal. So tell us about some courses that you've discovered. You've been doing lots of research in this area. What would you be recommending? I did indeed. And, um, you know, one of the courses, obviously, it would be remiss of me not to mention my own course. Yes, that would be remiss. You are allowed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so the, I guess the first course is um, my one. It's called Self Made, the Self Made Mentoring uh, Community. And essentially, it's a, a six month course and it helps people who have a business or want to start a business or a side hustle really understand the, the key points that they need to consider in starting, growing and scaling a business. So we have live sessions, so six live sessions, one Saturday a month in the morning, as well as kind of private one-to-one sessions and just covering topics like personal brand, company brand, LinkedIn for sales, marketing, social media, brand protection, trademark protection, so on. So the next one um, is LinkedIn Learning. Um, So LinkedIn Learning is a fantastic online educational platform which helps their members discover and develop business, technology-related and creative skills and expert-led course videos. So as I said before, for those who want to tap in and out as and when they'd like to, I think LinkedIn is fantastic for that. And they've actually opened up 275 different learning courses in seven languages. And that's free at the moment. So I think that's a fantastic opportunity. So then We Are The City is a free resource website uh, for women who want to drive their own careers. Mm. So they promote events, women's networks, uh, professional um, inspirational women awards and so on. But they've actually created a series of virtual webinars. Mm. So because of the lockdown, they used to have lots of events in person, but now they've created these virtual webinars and again have given it out for free. So there's 45 in the series so far. And you could just click on and watch them as and when you'd like to. What type of topics do they cover? So they had uh, leadership, working from home, being a working mother, that sort of thing. Do you think these kinds of courses give people the opportunity to network? Obviously, so many people were able to go out and about to events before and meet people like-minded. Does this, these types of e-learning give those opportunities? I think some do. Um, So when I think about the course that I offer, we have, in addition to having the live sessions on a Saturday and the one-to-ones with myself and my um, co-mentor, Byron, we also have a WhatsApp group. So we've brought the whole community together. So we've got 80 people all in a WhatsApp group together who are all communicating and helping each other. And I think the beauty of being in a course like that is you now have people who are advocating for you, but also who are pushing you forward, supporting you, sharing your events. And I think that's what we need. So even when you're having a bad day, you might you need that community around you to say, OK, it's a bad day. It's OK. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's true. You know, it sounds like there's so many courses available. Is there any knack to pinpointing what might be useful for you? Yeah, great question. I think read the reviews, Mm -hmm. um, look at the kind of outcomes of the course and then decide if it kind of gives you what you need. And of course, where there's cost uh, involved, you have to kind of compare the cost, the time involved. And I would say if you can, as well as reading reviews, if you can speak to someone who's been on that course or is on that course, get that real life kind of testimonial. I think that really helps. And some courses offer a free trial or a taster session. So with our courses, we have a taster. You come along, you see if you like it for two and a half hours on a Saturday morning if you like it you can join if you don't you don't have to and I think that's really important to give people that opportunity to try something out before they commit fabulous thank you so much for joining us today Bianca my absolute pleasure thank you thank you you can get more advice from Bianca in her LinkedIn Live Employment Clinic, hosted by Anna Whitehouse, aka Mother Pucker, which you can find online now. Anna is actually recording these weekly, and there are lots of really brilliant episodes for anyone looking for a career insight from home. We'll share the link in the show notes and on stylist.co.uk. For more about Bianca, you can order her self-made book now or find out about her new online courses at biancamiller.uk. 
someone in that to that degree to understand your nuances to reflect you in a different way to how you see yourself but to see your friendship mirrored back at you oh my god it blew my mind Alex wrote hers first and sent it over to me and then I was like, oh my God, I'm actually, I'm having emotions, Alex. I'm having emotions. This is this is confusing to me. There's actual tears in my eyes, which I, you know, I, in a way I was treating it as a work commission, you know, I hadn't really taken into account it would have that sort of effect. But yeah, I think, I think particularly at the moment because we're missing our nearest and dearest so much, it felt particularly emotional. But I, I you know, I thought I'd respond like that because someone said something nice to me. I didn't think everyone would do the same thing. And that was the that was the funny thing. Like it felt very personal to you and I, but then I had so many messages from people. Um, I think what it did do was make them realise how much they missed their friends and how lovely, how mm. much they wanted to do exactly this, to write a love letter to their friend and tell them, tell them how important uh, they are to them, tell them how much they miss them. And I think, you know, we spend so much time emphasizing the importance of romantic relationships you know in every Mm. from very young we see on screen through books that a romantic relationship is the most important thing it's the thing that completes you but actually really it's our female friendships or our friendships in general that are just as valuable and to to give those the kind of credit that they deserve to spend a little bit of time reflecting on them is really nice. So um, I thought what would be really uncomfortable, um, but also fun for both of us was to read some extracts to Ah! each other because actually (laughs) we've not even looked each other in the eye in the context of these essays yet. We emailed them to each other. So we're doing this by Zoom, this conversation by Zoom. So I'm going to probably like turn off my right eye so I can't (laughs) see Alex while I'm doing this. You'll see me blush. Are you ready? I'm ready. You going first. Okay, so this is some of the words that I wrote to Alex Walker. There could be an oddness or imbalance in a friendship that started its journey as manager and employee, but I'm proud to say I have many friendships that started out this way. When you are lucky enough to work with people you respect and trust, as much as I do with Alex, hierarchy disappears. I learn from her every day, from her ideas to the beautiful words she crafts and stylist features. In fact, a colleague once reminded me of a lesson Alex gave on writing the perfect feature, and she cited the advice as something that she has used ever since. The funny thing is, I do exactly the same thing. Alex's words of advice always ring in my ears when I write, she's smirking, she's smirking, stop (laughs) smirking at me. I'm also grateful for the way that Alex challenges me professionally. We don't agree on absolutely everything. You might have noticed that in this podcast. (laughs) And that's what makes the combination of professional and personal really work. Honesty, respect, and an understanding that sometimes the boundaries have to exist for us. Work is work. Friendship is friendship. I wouldn't call Alex one of my closest work friends. She's one of my closest friends full stop. The work that binds us together is an added bonus, a link in a chain that ties us together and means our friendship has an added cherry that other friendships don't have. We are excited and motivated by the same things, have the empathy and knowledge of one another's work problems that no one else can have and our brains work in the same way. Pre-lockdown, Alex and I were catching up in a cafe. Although she has now graduated, complicated coffees, so much is the same. Still my monochrome to her technicolour, my lazy London accent to her flat Yorkshire vowels, and still that spark and connection we so luckily felt all those years ago. (laughs) I think I'm laughing to mask the fact that... (laughs) Even now, and I I have to admit, this is really embarrassing, but I've read that letter back a lot of times. 
um but it is you know like I think our our work friendship was particularly intense you know we started stylist mm. um 11 years ago almost now and we were you know we started it from this tiny little office we worked yep. incredibly long hours and it was this kind of i guess it was one of those experiences like when you start university together or you go through a very specific event together and it does really tie you but i think that's true of most working relationships and why mm. so many people mm. are missing their work you know their work friends now zoom is n- n- lovely brilliant um, but it's by no means um, replaces no, you know not. the the person who sits next to you who you share all these intimate things God, with everything i mean you know you know about people's like kind of plumbing repairs you know about when their deliveries come you know you know every single mundane detail what they're eating for every single meal you know what what might have happened in their relationships or you know what what they spoke to their family about sometimes you're listening to those conversations so you get this intimacy that you don't you true get with other people i think what i put in in my essay was um about how you know when we go out with our friends for a big catch up we don't talk about those little tiny details we don't bother telling no. them you know so what true. happened what we want for lunch because they seem really mundane but actually they're not mundane those little details kind of make up huge parts of us and that are the thing those are the things that our colleagues see and actually you know when when i was researching this article i found a statistic that 44.4% of full-time employees spend over 31 hours a week with their co-workers which is huge yes yeah, it's, insane, it's a it? huge amount of time yeah. if you compare it to our family and friends that can be between 0 and 10 hours a week which shows that you know they might not be yep. the people that we choose but they are a type of family um and on that note family member yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was just relaxing then listening to you I'm but you know now mine. i've got tense again <laughs> i'm just going to uh pull my hair over my face <laughs> you've got on. a lot of it you you'll be cloaked <laughs> lisa was the first person i saw after i found out i was pregnant while still on maternity leave and absolutely freaking out through the fog of hormones and morning sickness i thought my career was over and that the overwhelm might actually suffocate me it's worth noting at this point i already had an 11 month old and a 2 year old and a husband who worked abroad for large bouts of the year and i was uncharacteristically catastrophizing She did what I knew she'd do. She helped me make a plan. Lisa is a woman who loves a plan. She told me that I could make it work because I had to. I've watched Lisa get through some challenges that would fell the strongest of people. She made me laugh. There is always sarcasm to be found. I left that pub knowing I'd be completely fine because Lisa told me that I would be. Almost 11 years since that first meeting. We still work together every day. Albeit right now we're talking about what's annoyed us most via a Zoom call. <laughs> I remember when we started Stylist, Lisa talked about us creating a feminist magazine with complete passion. I'll be honest, I was highly skeptical. It wasn't how the world I lived in at that time spoke. Remember there were still lads mags and page 3 and gossip mags dominated. What she had in mind was a magazine that would cheer you on, lift you up, call you out if you were being mean to yourself or underestimating yourself and tell you all the amazing things you could do at the weekend. Basically push you to be the very best version of yourself. Lisa not only created that magazine, she proved to be that friend to me too. 
I honestly had a little bit of a tear up while you were talking then. It's sort of like I've lost, I've lost my humour. I've gone sort of super emotional. I mean, it's just I can remember that conversation that you're referencing so clearly. And Me too. It, it's funny, you know, it's sort of sometimes you have those conversations and you think, did I help? Did I help? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't my know God. If really yeah. helped. And actually, you know, hearing about that and that being a significant moment for you. It's incredibly touching because obviously all you want to do for your friends is be there and support them and help them through. I do think that so many people will really be missing those friendships right now. Mm. It's so hard, you know, and it's not that we say this, it's not the same. Having someone next to you who can hear all of those things is not the same. I think that's why doing something like this right now is so important. It is. And I would love for as many people as possible to do this with their friends right now. So write down what it Mm. is that they mean to you, what their friendship means to you, whether this is a work colleague or a friend that you met in another way. Uh, Send them that letter. I'm sure they will send one in return to you. I would love it so much if you would post a snippet of that letter on Instagram or on Facebook and hashtag it, uh, love letter to my friend, so that we can find it. I think we'd be really touched by that. Oh, God, we would. And I'm not sure we'd stop crying enough to do any work ever again. But absolutely, it would be such an incredible thing. And I think, you know, you're not just pleasing us in that. This has really made such a big difference to us as people, but also the impact that has on others who read it and how they think about their friendships. It's just a really special thing to do. You can read our full love letters to each other. You can find them in our 13th of May issue of Stylist, which has sheer has on the cover which you can find in our new app just search for stylist in the app store don't forget share your own love letters to a friend using the hashtag love letter to my friend now it's time for our work life section where we speak to one of our favorite stylist women about how they're making working from home work for them during the pandemic. Earlier this week, I spoke to the lovely Laura Whitmore, who has been uh, isolating from home with her partner, Ian Sterling. Oh, I love them as a couple. I think they're fantastic. Yes, they seem like a very lovely couple. Oh, so good to hear. And are managing to work together, whereas um, I'm not sure that would be the same. <laughs> so here's what Laura had to say about her work life set up. So we're almost uh, just over two months into lockdown. How are you feeling this week? Two months, that makes it sound so real, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually okay. And I feel sometimes guilty when no people say how you do. And I'm like, I- I'm all right. Because I know so many people are going through some real struggles at this time. But I've, I've almost relished being home because I've never been home for this long, ever, in one go, uh, with my dog with my boyfriend, chilling out at home, working from home. And um, I've enjoyed it. And I'm surprised to say that because I thought I would absolutely hate it. Mm. I've heard that from a lot of people, actually. I think that little bit of space and time to think, to just have some space to yourself has actually been beneficial for lots of people. Have you been leaning on anything in particular? Have you taken, lots of people have taken up new hobbies. My only hobby has been uh, endless visits to the fridge. But have you taken up anything Yeah, snacking should be an Olympic sport at this stage. I'm very good at it. Um, 
I think I think for the first two to three weeks, Alex, it was really um, it was like almost a novelty. So you're like, oh, I'm going to try new things. Suddenly, I'm going to become an artist and I'm going to learn another language and do all these things, which let's be realistic, aren't going to happen. Um, but uh, I did a few little things. Um, I, like tie dyeing seems to be a trend at the moment, so everyone's tie dyeing. Yeah, I like your jumper. I was thinking that I've uh, tie dyed about thirty t-shirts with my kids this week. Um, you've done a better job than I have. I've been tie dyeing like my boyfriend's white t-shirts like any I find and he like without his permission without his permission he's like have you seen my white t-shirt I'm like no 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 idea where it is he seemed to have a lot of white t-shirts but um it was quite nice to be creative and do some things like that and I imagine with kids and stuff uh, it's really fun and painting like I would never have sat down at my kitchen table and painted a picture before now but you are you are doing that yeah yeah it's who have I become (laughs) we're also like housewife 1950s very crafty it's so funny that that's the route that it's taken us down yeah I'm so I'm so anti that normally as well and now I'm like oh I quite enjoy it I quite enjoy the (laughs) ritual of cooking bake another cake and (laughs) get my sourdough on um and how about your work setup have you been able to work from home or has it completely changed your working? Again, I feel very lucky and probably in a privileged position where I've been able to work from home. Um, it's been quite busy and it, it feels weird because like, like I'm talking to a lot of fr- more friends than I would ever. And My mom I talk to every day and mm. I think before lockdown I talked to her about once a week, once every two weeks. Now we're FaceTiming every day and there's more text messages, there's more messages. So I feel... I feel more popular. <laughs> uh, there's definitely more communication, but work actually has been really busy. I'm lucky to, uh, to to be busy at home because I'm just that type of person. I don't do, you know, sitting at home, not mm-hmm. doing much or watching telly well. I need to learn to, I need to learn to take a day off and to paint or, you know, tie dye or whatever. But um, I've got, I've kind of taken over um, my other half's office. He had like a gaming room and I used to, I used to go mad because I'm like, am I, am I dating a 12 year old? Why have you got so much <laughs> computer equipment? And there's, and there's loads of them. There's, I'm like, why have you got four controllers? He's there's only one of you. He's a proper gamer. He's a proper, proper into it. I never realized how much, um, until now, because he used to go into his office, I'd go into my office, but he's got really good equipment. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So I've, um, I do my radio show for BBC Five Live, uh, like a Sunday session, and uh, we've got the equipment and I've just left it in his room. <laughs> Because he's got the bigger table, so I've got my whole setup on one side. So I haven't, I've invaded his space. Um, but it's been good as well. I think it's really important, no matter what size space you have at home. And I'm sure you're the same with kids that you've got your little corner or your little space somewhere that's different to where you spend dinner or it's different to where you wake up. If you can, even if it's a different corner of the same room, just to kind of differentiate between what's work and what's not work. It's so important, actually. We've talked about that quite a bit on the podcast, how difficult it is for people to have like a a work-like divide where they say, right, work's over. Now this is into my life because we are working in our living environment. So yeah, you definitely need to carve that little bit of a corner for you. Yeah, especially if there's someone at home with you as well who's working too. Um, it can be quite difficult when you're both on work calls and you realise how loud each other's voices are. <laughs> yeah. Do you really have to be that loud? <laughs> yeah. And have you, obviously you've, you've had the opportunity to see that we can work from home. Has that taught you anything about how you might want to work in the future or you might want to take any of those with you I definitely think it's going to change a lot of working environments going forward in the future Uh, maybe it's made me lazy (laughs) I don't know Uh, because I I I started my podcast cast away last year so Mm -hmm. we're on series two now and you know we'd always do it face-to-face in studio and I do think there's still something unique about being in the room with somebody when you interview someone so I don't I do miss that however 
for my BBC show and also for the, the podcast, I would never have done a pre-record down the line. Mm-hmm. Or use it like, or, or just using a video call. I'd never, I'd never would have thought it was good enough quality. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? It's it really is. good. I think it's going to change us what we can do from home, and um, I also take away the commuter time. Exactly. <laughs> but I think the one thing that we have learned in all of this is it's okay to to be present and to to relax a bit and to chill out and to take care of yourself because it doesn't matter. Like I I love working from home and it's been really busy and it's been great, but the most important thing is our health. And I think we've all learned that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And also just took so many things for granted. I took for granted that although I'm in another country from my family, they're all in Ireland. I used to jump on a plane in a day and fly back and see them and fly back the next morning. No bother. I can't do that at the moment uh, without putting people at risk. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just took that for granted. I took for granted... The fact that I used to like eat out so much. Oh, I'm hungry. What do I feel like tonight? I'm going to have this tonight. And I had choice. And I I was lucky because I I came, I know, I'm living in London. There's so much choice here. I'm very lucky that I can go out and get dinner. But I just took it for granted. And now I'm like, oh, what are we going to cook tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Again. Again. What is the thing that when this lifts, which whoever knows when that might be, what's the thing that you're most looking forward to doing? Probably going back home to, to my family. I haven't seen in real life in person them since Christmas. Oh, wow. And I mean, it's been my birthday, my brother's birthday. Uh, my mom was supposed to fly over for Mother's Day. Obviously, that didn't happen. And um, there's been so many like, occasions where you just took for granted that I'd go back home. Well, thank you so much for um, speaking to me this morning. I will not keep you any longer. I'll let you Thanks, go back to, back to your tie-dye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Have a good one. What I did take from her, though, is people are really enjoying not being busy. You know, actually having forced breaks from work is really making people reevaluate how much work they want to do, why they're saying yes to certain projects or why they're taking on so much in their workload and how nice it is when some of that is actually taken away from you without you having to say so, you know, sort of shirking the responsibility. But I'm really interested to see how many people will carry that over and remember how nice it is to have some breathing space. It's true. And and also, as we talked about, how much fuss used to go into everything. You know, we need a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. Yeah, so true. You don't, actually. Mm. We really can edit down the amount of work we do or change the work we do, and it's actually often just as good. Mm. You can hear more from the lovely Laura by listening to her Castaway podcast. Each week, Laura interviews different guests to find out what podcasts they're listening to. All of the recent episodes are available on Apple, Spotify and all major podcast platforms. A bit like Laura Whitmore, I like to think I'm filling my time with wholesome pursuits, tie-dye crafting, you know, craft afternoon. But the truth is, I'm doing none of that. Absolutely none of that. I am, however, eating and drinking copious amounts <laughs> and pretending to do highbrow cultural events. Yeah, this is about as lowbrow as you can possibly get. But... It's been very hot this week. It has. It has been hot. Yeah, and I'm very lucky. I have a very small office in the garden. It's actually my husband's, which I have completely taken over. However, it is very, very hot. So when I come out of that office uh, every afternoon, I am pouring with sweat. It's got a little temperature gaze and it was 32 degrees whilst I was doing, whilst I was working all last week. Definitely the optimum working temperature. (laughs) I apologise to my colleagues if I was a little bit irritated all this week, but that was why. Anywho, because of that, I've been craving ice 
iced things. So I've been making a lot of ice lollies, but not just regular ice lollies. I've been making fancy ice lollies. I'm going to give you just a few of my flavors. <laughs> a pink grapefruit and lime ice lolly. Goodness me. And a lemon and thyme ice lolly, Ooh. which were both amazing, really easy. You basically make some sugar syrup yeah, and you infuse it with a flavor like the thyme. It's lovely. And I go even further. You've heard of a froze. Oh, yes. It's wine and ice. Where, what's not to love? So I've been drinking a froze of an afternoon. Once are I you come crushing out of my your eyes? Sweaty office and blending my ice. Of course you are. I'm blending it. It's lovely. It's really nice. It's dangerous. Are you drinking rose in the afternoon? I am. <laughs> You've, you have changed. I am. <laughs> not every afternoon, but um, yeah, it's been lovely. Yeah, that does sound good, actually. And when I've not been um, drinking iced iced products um i've actually and this is again very superficial and not remotely highbrow i have been getting into skincare quite a lot actually iced skincare well it might help reduce some of the uh, effects of aging that i've been seeing during these zoom calls i was actually speaking to shannon who is our brilliant beauty director and we were talking about people's habits during lockdown and we were saying how actually it's a really good time to try some of the slightly stronger uh, beauty products that cause you know the the after effects of peeling redness and things because you know Mm. nobody can see us Uh, so I've taken Mm. that advice I've got quite bad pigmentation from many many years um (laughs) sunbathing scorching my skin (laughs) so she recommended a product called DCL Seascape High Potency Mm. Night Booster 30 sounds like a robot but it's not snappy it's it's um brilliant quite expensive but it you put it on at night, feels really gritty and weird, uh, doesn't smell brilliant. However, it's the only thing I have ever used that has had any significant effect on my skin. And it actually works, um, which is a revelation. I've been dabbling with a bit of beauty this week as well. So I got a bit sick of my kind of claws that I was sporting at the end of mm. my fingers because my nails... You know, the last thing I had on was shellac, which I had to remove myself, which, you know, I'm not going to say I did the best job in the world. I think I might have scuffed off an entire layer. So they were just looking really a bit gross. And then I discovered, I don't know how to pronounce this actually, Ciate, C-I-A-T-E, nail stickers, where you do a layer of paint and then you can do really cool like little leopard print designs, little eyes and things. I mean, I am 12. Such Um, a millennial. (laughs) Of course. But yeah, I was like, actually, it's quite cheering, particularly when you're working. It's, you know, the things that you do to trick yourself, I guess, in normal life to make you feel a little bit more spruced and groomed. So I've been dabbling with that. Um, And then the rest I feel like, so I've got a bit more trad Brit, a sort of spin on trad Brit, because um, I've noticed that a couple of my local pubs have opened up nearby I've heard that lots of pubs are now doing this but they're just offering takeaway services so my local now does a roast and a draft pint and you can get it as a takeaway you can pick it up so last Sunday that's what I did and I think actually everyone can start investigating their nearby pubs now because there's a huge amount of rollout as pubs have been given permission to change how they work so I think that's fabulous a way of supporting your your favorite local places also to get a lovely big plate of food delivered to your house how delightful unlike you uh I've been drinking less alcohol this week although 
iced drinks as well. And I'm going for a cold brew tea. Tea Pigs have just brought out a new peach and mango flavour tea, which is a really nice alternative. It's sort of like, what shall I drink? I don't want to have alcohol today. Something with a bit of flavour, a bit of excitement. So that's what I've been quaffing over the last mm. week. Yeah, I think my Frozo beats that, to be honest. But you do you. I feel like a poor second <laughs> to you this week. For more ideas, maybe not mine, on what to eat, drink and do during lockdown, subscribe to Stylist Loves at stylist.co.uk emails and we will send you lots of new ideas straight to your inbox. You can find all of our recommendations in today's show in the show notes in the podcast hub, but also on our website, stylist.co.uk. And don't forget, you can leave your comments and suggestions of things you'd like to hear more about in the podcast store too. And don't forget to subscribe to this series to ensure you do not miss next week's episode where we'll be speaking to a futurologist about the future of the office. Oh, they've given me a few tidbits already and it sounds like it's going to be fascinating. Thank you so much for listening to Working From Home with Stylist. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.